Welcome to the Good Friends and a Glass of Wine podcast. On this show, we take a lighthearted approach to learning about wine amongst friends. Hope you can join us for a glass or two. It's our first episode of 2023 and the fourth show of the season. I hope this finds you well. On this show, we're heading back to red wines by focusing on the classic Merlot. Before we get learning and tasting our wines for tonight, let's bring in our good buddy, Stephen, to look back at the wines from our last episode. Stephen, welcome back. How are the New Year's resolutions going for you? Uh, obviously, it's it's more wine, more food. That They're the only two that matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Agree with you on that. Uh, more fun. <laughs> more fun, more wine, more food. <laughs> so to recap, we had two sparkling wines on our last episode, the French Duval Leroy Champagne Brut Reserve and the Spanish Barcino Belle Cava Brut. How did you get on with the wines after we had tried them? The Duval Leroy uh, did not make it past the night. <laughs> wow. Um, it was, that was a I half mean, bottle, just to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not as yeah, bad as the Just sounds. to cover myself. Yeah, yeah, just to cover myself. It was a half bottle. Um, but again, that was just like a gorgeous uh, champagne. But then yeah. the, the Spanish Cava, it's a good champagne to take out the Prosecco dominance. But mm-hmm. it, it doesn't uh, like I, I I had a bit more of it, but I, I couldn't really finish it too much beyond that. Yeah, Um, I think I, I think it got shared about. But um, yeah, the other one I, I, I kept all to myself. You, you couldn't you couldn't share yeah. that um, unless yeah. it was a present. And yeah. then the the Cava, it, it is nice. I think it, it's absolutely so much better than Prosecco, but mm-hmm. it just is blown out of the water in comparison. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And it is it's a lot to have as a drink on its own. Like you like you said, you'd want to be sharing that bottle with people like I was quite yeah. worried I'd be stuck with a load of it after like what you're saying there, because it was a big bottle. But I had a family event the next day and we shared it between like four or five of us and it was great in that situation it was really refreshing and crisp um really nice with the meal so everybody actually kind of gave it quite good reviews in fairness um yeah. it was a very solid cava so i think we we're very much on the same page with that the champagne i loved and i actually had a full bottle for Christmas Day. That's how much I loved it. I went back and got it for my special Christmas drink. So a big hit all around on that one. On this episode, I also have another special guest. And this guest is my first family member to appear on the show. I'm delighted to have my dad here, Adrian, on this episode. So welcome to the show. I'm very happy to be here. You can't believe how excited I am. (laughs) Excited for the wine or excited for the time together? (laughs) Oh, of course, the wine. (laughs) So I know you have wine occasionally and that you do enjoy a red wine. Mm-hmm. Is that your preference? What kind of wines do you like? I do like uh, most wines, but I think the red one is my my favorite. Yes, I it find it. I, I'm a meat eater, so it goes well with meat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Great. Well, anyway, we're delighted to have you here. So let's get cracking. Shall we get some info on the wines that we're about to have? Oh, yes, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> just fill my brain with wine facts, Sarah. <laughs> just, just jam in there. <laughs> Corkscrew Absolutely. the facts into my brain. <laughs> New year, more facts. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So Merlot is a big name in the red wine world, and it's been used to make a lot of low-cost offerings. Therefore, it can be a bit overshadowed by Cab Sav, which are bolder, darker, more intense wines, and they generally tend to age better as well. However, Merlot, which also comes from a purple grape in the black fruit flavor family, offers a lighter, softer wine that is best for drinking young. 
In other words, it's not one that needs to sit waiting for long before you can get the most out of it. I believe it's important not to overlook Merlot as it's really an excellent red wine option. Merlot is the most planted wine grape in France. It originates in Bordeaux, but our wine tonight comes from a French region that we have not tried before, Bergerac. Bergerac is immediately east of the Bordeaux region in the southwest of France, and it also produces a lot of Merlot. This area is often referred to as the Dordogne or Dordogne region after the name of the main river that runs through it. As we mentioned previously, Merlot was a thinner skin grape than Cab Sav, but it ripens early, which is a big advantage. Our first Merlot is Chateau Lollerie Bergerac, a 2019 vintage and has a gorgeously simple label that really appeals to me. You can check it out on our social media to have a look for yourself. It's made from 100% Merlot grapes. It's produced by Vinoble Dubard, a second generation family operation. Their estate is dominated by vines of Merlot, Sauvignon Blanc, Cabernet Franc and Malbec. The soil is almost identical to neighbouring Saint-Emilion, but the land is cheaper in this area, making the wines more affordable. By the look of their website, I would quite happily visit these vineyards. According to Vinoble Dubard, their Merlot is a supple, fragrant Merlot made in a way that lets the fruit sing. A gourmet nose of red berries couples in the mouth with supple and delicate tannins. I think that sounds really lovely. Outside of France, Merlot production is big in Italy, California, and more recently in China. It's also big in Chile, where our second wine is coming from tonight. This wine represents our second South American wine, but our first Chilean wine. So let's take a look into this region. Today, Chile mostly exports Merlot, Cab Sav, Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay. Chile is the only country to produce the Carmenere grape, a grape that disappeared from France in the late 1800s, but was found thriving in Chile, having been originally thought to have been Merlot. Chile has great growing conditions with loads of dry weather and a long growing season. Our Chilean Merlot, Antawara, is produced around the Maipo Valley, where a lot of Cab Sav and Bordeaux-style blends are produced. The Maipo Valley is spread around the capital city of Santiago. The other main wine-growing regions in Chile are Casablanca and the Rappel Valley. It seems there can be similarities found with wines produced in this area and in the Old World. As both of our Merlots are considered medium bodied, I am wondering if they're actually going to be a little bit similar in that case. However, I think we've had this at least a couple of other times where we've had an old world and a new world wine that is meant to have similarities and we have found a lot of differences between them. So we'll see what we find. Both our wines tonight are very affordable, coming in between nine and 15 euros a bottle here in Ireland. They're also both vegan, meaning they have gone through a fining process using a vegan safe mixture. I've linked to some great articles that give more information about how a wine can be classified as vegan if you're interested to learn more on this. Both wines have also won awards, so I'm excited to see what all the fuss is about. Let's get started with tasting our first wine, the old world, Chateau Lollerie Bergerac. Now, this is the French we're going for first. Yes, we're going French first, yeah. Chateau Lollerie Bergerac. <laughs> it really rolls off the tongue. Bergerac. Ech, you have to get the ach into it. <laughs> not quite when you say It's got quite a strong yeah. scent. It's not like French anything French. I've had recently anyway. Mm. The red wine, red wine variety. It would go well with steak. Yeah, I could see that. A steak with like blue cheese, something quite strong. Mm. Yes. 
That's meant to be medium bodies, yeah, it, but I would say more full bodies. Definitely had a different smell before we. Um, I can still get the smell. Yeah. I'm reading the word here, graphite, and mm. actually, if there's a smell for graphite, that was it. That's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I can get that. It's like almost mm-hmm. like a metallic. Yeah, but it's not tasting like that. No, it's interesting. It's it like like I said, I would say it was more like full bodied. It's very mm. dark. Like I would say mm. moderate to dark darker than other red wines that we've tried out it's quite pleasant little number (laughs) you approve of that one (laughs) yes i wouldn't say no if it was given to me (laughs) (laughs) what are you thinking Stephen? yeah it's quite there's quite a bite to it it's very it's very full frontal like a a kind of not that there's a a cheapness to it but this is what this this is wedding wine in my in my book I I understand what you mean about the wedding wine. Yeah, it, it's not that it's a it, it's not a slight. It's that it's quite unoffensive. Yeah. Um, that if the that this is kind of like it has all the characteristics of yeah. your stereotypical red wine. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Yeah, and it's actually like if you were in a restaurant and you were just getting mm. a glass of wine, I feel like this is the kind of wine that I would get when I'm in a place. I would never mm. be blown away by it, to be honest. I know that's a bit damning, but um... yeah, but but like I suppose it's the thing of like it's the house red, but not a bad house red. Like yeah. it, 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 it's yeah. the house red for a good place. It's not. It's yeah. not a fruity wine. No. No. Yeah. No. No. The tannins are a bit more obvious on this as well, aren't mm. they? Like it's not as dry. Like when we had cab salves for the very first episode, the tannins I realized after were very evident in those wines. It was really dry. This isn't as bad. I would say mm. on the tannin scale, it's silky. I think that's kind of the low end of the scale. Yeah. It's not really, but it, there is still a dryness there, which I actually mm. don't love, I have to say. And since I've had more Malbecs and things like that, I'm finding I'm not getting that so much. I had a Syrah actually over Christmas as well, uh, an Italian Syrah, and that was really mm. nice. And again, like no real tannins present. Yeah. I'd much prefer that myself. So maybe that's just a taste thing. I think the problem we have with tannins is that it overpower it overpowers the other flavors that are trying to come through. It's like yeah. you have to really work to figure out what is the 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 other taste that you're getting. Yeah. Is that a uh, clove tannin? A clove tannin. Mm. What does that mean? Well, there's a definite smell on that wine before you're uh, drinking. Yeah. What I'm smelling is not what I'm. Well, drinking. not what you're tasting. No. Not what I'm tasting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that. There's definitely something there that's different uh, on the taste. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I'm not sure what the flavor is that I'm getting on it so much. I think the dryness actually takes away from the flavor for me. I think that's why I don't like the tannins being very strong. The tannins is in the dryness in the mouth. I don't like that being very strong because I can't get the flavors of the wine through. Did you mention clove there? Because actually clove is something that I'm getting a hint of that. Yeah, and like that's the smell I think I'm getting. But even on the taste, I think I'm getting a bit of a clove taste because clove can be quite a dry thing. If you've mm. ever had clove in something, yeah, certainly something different. Anyway, it's something different. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not blown like away to, by it. As you say, it's a good wedding wine. Yeah, I think so too. Like you're, you, house, house red. House, it's house red for me. It's house red in a fine grand restaurant. But I would have it, and I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, it's fine. But I could have not had the wine and been okay too. <laughs> yeah like this feels like if you had a bottle of it there 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 would be a headache waiting for you the next day yeah that's true it it feels strong to me yes actually that's a good point it's 14.5 percent 
So yeah, actually it is strong. It is strong and it feels strong to me. And I guess, like I said, this is maybe 15 euros or something like that. It's not, it's not cheap, cheap, but it's not crazy expensive either. I don't know. Like, would you be paying a lot more for a really nice Merlot perhaps? I'll tell you what, the acidity in this wine makes it amazing if you were to do a pasta dish with it. Yeah, I if you were cooking that, yeah. with tomatoes and and, yeah. and doing sort of pasta dish, yeah. yes. this this would be fairly yeah. good with it. And like if you think about like bread and stuff like that's why I was thinking with like this is very yeah. a very foody wine. I You're right, think. actually. I think this would be much nicer with food and if you got the right dish. You're right. I, I was always led to believe that Merlot was a lesser alcohol percentage than say in okay. France from France than it is from say california where it's warmer oh okay i didn't know that now. the alcohol percentage is higher that's interesting so our um antawara the chilean wine is 13.5 percent then so there's a mm. bit of a difference yeah. there as well i think if you had a lovely piece of lamb and some roast potatoes it would have been a lot better yeah i, I think this as a standalone and it's the same with the cab sav that we had mm. they were better they were going to be better with food for sure. Like this so far, I'm like, yeah, as a standalone drink, yeah. you need a little something with it, even cheese board or something, you know, just to kind of balance it out. Yeah, the, the experience of it itself doesn't, compared to what we've had previously, yes, there's plenty of had, glasses yeah. where yeah. they stand up on their own, which is just kind of like, you know, what, what's this wine trying to achieve? And like, to be fair, I think it yeah. is very unoffensive glass of wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you'd said to me that this was the French wine, I would have said it was more the um, the Chilean wine. Yeah, I could see that too. Have you seen Sideways? <clears throat> have you seen it, Stephen? No. So it's a film, It's I'd say it's almost 20 years old at this stage, and I loved it then. I've seen it recently and I've gone, mm, I don't know if I like it as much. The characters are really <laughs> difficult to like. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> your, man, yeah. your main man is. The two guys are both yeah, kind yeah. of assholes actually when you look back on it yeah. now but um anyway one of them's having a bit of like a, a breakdown i guess or something like that yeah. and he goes off to the wine region to it's napa i think is it napa valley that he goes to it's, it's, a, it's, it's a wine region over in the u.s anyway they meet a couple of girls over there one of them is getting married may i add but they still meet girls over there right um, but they're drinking a load of wine but in that film merlo is like crap <laughs> Yeah, Merlot yeah. is not esteemed and I've actually seen a few people talking about this recently on Instagram that I'm connected with through our page and they're going like that film did so much damage to Merlot and it's a it's a really solid wine choice so but and I agree I do I've had Merlot recently and gone like oh it's really nice I would have thought it was a cheap wine I would have thought it was light it was easy going and it was cheap you weren't getting much from it but I do think there's yeah. a lot more to be said for Merlot than just that. And that film really damaged it. Really Sideways is, is excellent. It's a, uh, yeah. The two guys, well, if all four of them are. Yeah, the women were great in it, actually. When I watched it back, I was like, God, they did a great job with it. They were up for an Oscar, wasn't it? It was a really popular film, but yeah. Merlot sales really did go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, film. yeah. It's amazing. Uh, they like, they call it the sideways effect. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. It also, really. had the, it also had the effect, I believe, if you, um, it was mentioned so often, then more people went and wanted to taste it. Yeah. So it had that effect okay, as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Pinot Noir was the big one that they liked in that yeah. film. And it actually really boosted Pinot Noir sales. It's a softer, yeah. Softer wine. So there you go now. Great. So we'll move on to our second wine of the night, the New World Antawara. That's very light. That's a different, uh, that's vanilla. Yeah, I'd get vanilla straight away. Yeah. 
yeah, it's much less potent than the first one. It's yeah. a lot less yeah. intense mm. taste. Very soft, that one. That would be much to my preference. As I said earlier, I think if you told me that was, I thought that was the Chilean and this was the French the other way around. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I'd, I'd, I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Yeah, I would have thought the softer wine would be the French. I would have mm. said the more. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. This is not what it, if this is a blind taste mm. testing, I would have got it wrong. <laughs> it's nice though. So you're preferring the no. second so far? Mm. Just about? No, again, it depends on what you're eating with those wines. Yeah, I agree with you, yeah. That second wine is more of a um, pasta dish. Yeah, it's more of an everyday wine. And if you had that yeah. bottle in your house and you had that with something, you'd be like, it would be a lovely accompaniment to have on a normal day to day. You know, I just want a glass of red wine with a meal. I mm. could see I could see a, a, a young lady on the couch mm-hmm. with a bag of crisps and a bit of chocolate and, and a great film snuggling up to the cushion and... Uh, yeah. Knocking that back. <laughs> when you say young lady, are you talking about me or are you just talking about some no, young unknown lady. young lady? Just all, all the young ladies. All the young, all ladies. The young ladies. Not, you know, men or, you know. Oh, no. No, no, no. no. Just just women would drink that one. <laughs> yeah. It's specifically for women. <laughs> I would say that's, you may have had it right. That's maybe more a lady's drink compared to the other one. Yeah. It's a bit more floral, a bit lighter. Yeah. If that's what you think femininity is, then sure, let's go with that. Isn't that? <laughs> it, it's not spice. as dry, like your taste palette. Why it's not as dry either. There yes. is a dryness, though. Yeah. There is a mm. still a bit. Like True. I would still say they're both on the mild end, um, sort of silky tannins. You know, they're yeah. Not- the tannins are very present in the first wine, whereas yeah, I feel like they're less present in... Well, I still would have said it was on the mild... For me, I would have said the mm. tannins were still on the mild in the scale with that one, you know? Mm. Um, they're not they're not overpowering. They're present, but they're not overpowering. With this, it's like, okay, really mild tannins. Like, if there's a scale, this is like a one or mm. two. That yeah. one was like a three or four. That's how I would rate them anyway. Um, I It's interesting, though. Like, is Merlot one that's really associated with tannins? I can't recall. I have a feeling Mm. it might be. I think one thing that would probably be beneficial for both of these wines is if you did decant them beforehand. Mm -hmm. These are very much... Yeah. They need to breed to 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 come to life i was actually yeah. thinking about have you ever seen where they get like a, a milk foamer and they put them into the wine glass to aerate yeah. the wine in the wine glass no you've never seen that the, no, that's a, no. the, so that's so that's a, a a kind of one of those hacks for if you're very cheap wine if you use a milk foamer to to aerate it completely yeah. Yeah. it actually tastes a lot more it tastes a lot better oh wow no we didn't yeah, I would really like to have these wines with a bit of cheese, and I'd really like to just see what they're like with a bit of food. But especially for me, the Antawara, like that for me is definitely like that's my favorite now. Out of these, yeah. Ones. The other one, I take it or leave it. That one, I, I, just, I can hmm. drink and I can enjoy it. I just had my nose stuck back in the trough of the uh, of the of the of the Bergerac. The Bergerac. Uh, um, and it is a very strong smell. Of it. it is a strong smell. That's true. Yeah. So you're kind of edging towards one or the other, Stephen, or on the same? Oh, the Antivara. Antivara. Antivara from over here. I had Christmas dinner with her. (laughs) (laughs) Antivara. Antivara. She's a a fine girl, me auntie. Me (laughs) Antivara. (laughs) Antivara. She's a cracker. Uh, She's a cracker. She's a cheese and cracker. (laughs) (laughs) 
Funtas is that one? Uh, no, the Chilean one. I think is uh, like I think uh, I it stands on its own a bit more. It doesn't yeah. need additional no. help or accessories. I would actually have thought it was a more expensive wine than the other one. Mm. I would have again. I would have also gone. This is. I think now this was about twelve euros, maybe nine euros in the sale in Ireland, as I said for the bottle. I think that tastes like a more expensive wine. Like if you told me it was double that, I would have gone. Okay, yeah, fair enough. I wouldn't have bashed it too much. Do you know? I mean, yeah. I, I again, I don't know the price range piece for me. I think just going through what we've gone through as well. It's like I think it's very difficult to tell. That's how so expensive true. wines are in a certain range like it's very yeah. like when, when we had a very expensive um wine you could very well tell it's it's expensive but mm. when you're getting down the mid ranges it's so difficult to tell the difference sure. of that's a, there's an extra tenner on that or there's an extra fiver on that it, yeah like you can definitely yeah. i i think um for what we've yeah. tasted you can definitely yeah. taste when something is 40 or above there's a there's okay, a different yeah. category yeah. and anything 30 or below i find it very difficult i i couldn't yeah. tell you it's I, um, I think that's a problem with merlot as well though um, mm. it's um because there's so many the grape can be grown so wide in very wide um different temperatures yeah that um there's a lot of bad wine out there a lot of bad oh, yeah. okay yeah mm. that's and, true yeah and uh it's they think it's easy to grow but it, to grow it well and make a nice wine from it is actually very yeah. difficult that's true actually yeah because they do they plant it and they kind of think it's something that can yeah. bulk out their wines then when other yields don't do well because it can grow okay. in so many different conditions so that's mm. actually a very good point yeah these are 100% merlot wines though as far yeah. as i'm aware i was looking for single variety wines so yeah. these are an example of that and i would say for me the antuara is a, an example of how that's done really well and that maybe is down to the growing conditions in chile being so I, optimum yeah. for that kind of wine you know going back yeah going back to the burr oh, fucking Bergerac, um, the <laughs> the fucking Bertie. Going back to the Bertie, um, my mine is in twenty nineteen. I've I've a twenty twenty one. Oh, um, because I think you got your wine before me, and what's very interesting is my one, um, is thirteen percent, not thirteen point five. Oh, interesting. So I think I think you're okay. You just drop that bomb in in the middle of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I think what's interesting is what you were saying. I think holds true for my one, but I think my one is much less. Like I didn't get the graphite as strongly as he. I didn't get a lot of the the yeah. dryness, and I do think that comes down to the year. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think it does have its characteristics, but I oh. think I got a better year. <laughs> I'd love to um, try that one now and see the difference. Can you, can you pass it over? Yeah, can you just yeah, pass yeah, it yeah. over the mic there? Yeah, I'll just pour it into the laptop. <laughs> and on that bombshell. Whilst we're continuing to taste the wines, let's learn about pairing food with wine. I've said it before and I will say it again. This is an absolute monster of a subject. It's impossible to convey even a small bit of the information related to it. But let's just get a few pointers from which we can start learning and making more informed choices about our food and wine pairings. At a most basic level for everyday dining, pairing the wine with the main ingredients being used makes most sense. There's a couple of fairly obvious suggestions that I've read about and I think we'll likely all have been somewhat aware of them. And that is to pair bold tasting meats like 
red meats with red wines and to pair lighter tasting meat type dishes like chicken and fish with white wines. So having a red wine with a beef dish whilst having a white wine with a piece of white fish like hake is a great starting point. But by going a bit deeper with the wine choices, like a sommelier would do, to look at how a food is cooked, what is added to the meal in terms of seasoning and factoring in the time of the year and things like that can have a really big impact on the balance between the food and the wine if you're looking for a really refined pairing. And that's really what you're aiming for, a balance between the food and the wine. I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is the flavour and the weight intensity of the food and the wine. They should have similar qualities in order for them to work best together. So, for example, blue cheese goes well with Sauvignon Blanc. Chardonnay with chicken or scallops. Pinot Noir with salmon or duck. Cab Sav with beef or pork. There's some great online resources that tell you what type of wines you can pair with specific recipes. But something that I've learned and which I'm very happy to adhere to after our sparkling wine episode is that when in doubt, pick champagne. It's a hugely versatile wine. So for our last segment of the show, I'm going to ask you, Adrian, a few questions. So are you ready? (laughs) Are you ready? I am ready, Sarah Jane. (laughs) Wonderful. So can you tell us a wine-based fact? I believe, I might be wrong, this is a completely useless one, but I believe that Merlot means little blackbird. And where does it come from, Little Blackbird? French. Hmm? Merlot means Little Blackbird. Yeah, but like, is there like, do you have an origin story? No, okay. I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. He comes from the Beatles. (laughs) (laughs) Like all good things. Wonderful. Thank you for that. So Mm. can you share a memorable occasion where wine featured? I'd have to be careful, even even with a podcast. (laughs) I can't actually, I, I thought about, I'd, I'd seen this question coming and I can't actually think mm. of an individual point mm-hmm. in my life because the best nights I've ever had are always the ones that were unexpectedly arriving on the doorsteps. Yeah. You didn't go out to have a great night. Mm. You ended up having some nice people with you, nice um nice wine on the table and all of a sudden you found you had things in common yeah there might have been some music dancing whatever but generally it was at the table the food was good and and you enjoyed it i had a couple of nights in uh in the last few years where i have also enjoyed the pleasures of wine uh one of them being um a night in Croatia mm-hmm. where the man mm-hmm. who had invited me over when I got there also had his own vineyard and production yeah. in the in the farm barns. Yeah. And it was beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But we had beautiful meat with it. We had beautiful conversation. Everything was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And it was in a great and it was something completely different. Yeah. The next time I ever remember anything was um a young lady's wedding mm-hmm. it was a great a great day a great night and we had a lovely uh and we had a and we had lovely wine at the table is this antiwara again this was antiwara <laughs> yeah uh and it was a lovely time so yeah i can't give you a single point but i could right. give you several 
No, it all. It's the occasion, I think. Yeah, it's the absolutely. Situation. Yeah, we keep coming back to that. I feel actually yes. with this, it's yeah, that's great. I don't think you go out to go and get hammered on wine. No. You might do on uh, vodka and Red Bulls, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you might. It's a passive drink that you sit there and have conversation mm. and whatever else with. Uh, mm. And over the over the time, the night changes as people have a few, and of course, you do yeah. change in character, and all of a sudden, it becomes a bit more lighthearted and fun, and 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 maybe there's dancing and food and everything else mm. involved. Yeah, but uh, to say that that happened, the best nights for me are the ones that come unexpected unexpectedly from out of nowhere. That's a great answer. I love that. So, set the scene. If you could drink your favourite glass of wine anywhere in the world, where would that be, with whom, and why? I, I, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. Oh, yeah. I'd love to sit in New Zealand drinking a nice wine somewhere. Okay. Uh, I'd love to go back to California and do it again mm-hmm. and see that, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. a few drinks, the white, the right weather, and where we are in Ireland and uh, even in Great Britain, there are places there that you could sit there and have a lovely time and yeah, and have a moment. Who would I want to be with? Oh, well, of course, family. Yeah. And if it was somebody who had to be famous, I don't know, because anybody I thought was I would have liked to has passed away in the last five years. Oh, it can be. It can be anyone. It could be living or dead. There's no. Yeah, well, that's the problem. They're all. They're all. They're all dying. <laughs> <laughs> Whether they want to or not, they're all dying. I, I, I at this moment, I can't think of anybody I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd sit with Steve McQueen. Oh, I, I'd sit with. Yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> I'd have a sit with Steve McQueen. Yeah, <laughs> nice glass of red wine. Yeah, I, I, I might not like him at the end of it, but uh, be interesting to meet him. Though. Yeah, be interesting to meet met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. up into Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's actually because I think yeah. he was he was a bit different from the normal Hollywood, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you for that. Or my or my lookalike Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Twinsies. Very good. Very good. Arm Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt, Aaron Pitt. Twinnies. <laughs> Twinnies. Twin brother. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so let's wrap up the show. Thank you so much to my dad, Adrian, for appearing and to Stephen for coming back too. It was a real pleasure. So next month, we'll be back to taste two white wines for the Chardonnay episode. We'll have a French Chateau de Camille and Australian Tail. So until next time, cheers. <laughs>